We are continuing our series of sermons uh, that we've called Telling a Better Story, where we think about how can we share the good news of Jesus in today's society. And uh, today we start another little mini-series in that kind of bigger series, and we're thinking about the conversations that we have with people. What? Oh, sorry, I've got a timer on. Steve, uh, I've told Steve uh, I've got to try and do this talk, which is a half-hour talk in 15 minutes. Um, So he's actually set up a little timer for me. God bless him. Thank you. Do you want to join the uh, book? Yeah, it'll it'll not be 15 minutes, but we'll get close to. Anyway, thank you for that distraction and taking me over my time. Uh, So today is actually where the rubber hits the road for us. We've thought about what the good news is. We've thought about the power that we have that God has given to us in the Holy Spirit in order to be able to share the good news. But now we're going to think about, well, actually what happens? You've got someone stood in front of you. How do you share the good news with them? How would you start something off? And so today I'm thinking about just kind of starting a conversation, conversations in general, Next week, Beck is going to talk about you telling your story. And then the week after that, uh, Rob is going to talk about what kind of response should we expect from those kind of conversations. And so we're going to talk you through that. There will also be online a kind of summary of all this. We will put it into a kind of training video that you get on our YouTube channel. And we will also, because this is so important... And it is truly important. We are also going to set up a training time where you can come if you want to. And we'll talk you through how do you put a little story together about how you came to faith that is attractive and can be done in a short period of time so that you don't have to kind of tell the person your whole life story. Because that wouldn't be great, would it? So how do we start conversations that's what we're going to think about today so let's pray because i need to do this really quickly and i need the power of god in order to help me do that heavenly father we thank you for this time together and Lord, we thank you that we have a story to tell a story that is better than any other story in this world a story of hope and faith of salvation of reconciliation of redemption a story in which we get to live out the best life a life that is with you in all the ups and downs of life. So Lord, help us, we pray, to learn how to tell our story well. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope you've been reading the, uh, the church emails that go out every week, because obviously in there we've been talking about sharing your faith. Uh, and we are going big on this, because this is such an important thing that we need to be able to do. Unless we are able to have conversations about faith, then no one comes to faith. No one else outside these four walls gets to hear about Jesus unless we tell them. And so we are going big on this. We are pushing this hard. We want to encourage you. We want to train you. We want to facilitate anything that you need to give you the confidence to tell a better story. And in the emails, I've encouraged you to do uh, five things to develop a habit of evangelism. And the first thing is to pray. And if you've not already got one of these, please take one. They're on the um, welcome desk as you go out. We are encouraging you to pray for five people. Five people who don't know Jesus yet. And to pray for them daily. And if you read the email this week, uh, there was a story about George Muller, who also 
over 200 years ago, about 200 years ago, prayed for five. And all five came to faith over a long period of time, but they all came to faith. So please start with prayer. If you want to have conversations about faith, then you need to be able to trust that God's involved. And you learn to trust that God's involved by praying. The other things that uh, I encourage you to do is to be intentional. In other words, to seek out those conversations, to be compassionate in order to, so that you can actually show people that you love them. That's why you're telling them your story. To tell your story, which is what we're doing over these next three weeks, uh, and to invite. Invite them to something. Invite them to church. I was talking to someone um, just this week. Uh, he, he was talking about how he talks to his friends, his non-Christian friends, about Jesus. But inviting them to church was a step too far for him. Sometimes we get embarrassed about church, don't we? And you know what? You don't need to be. After all, you're here, aren't you? You found something here. You found something life-giving here. And part of us all enabling others to come to faith is about inviting them to something. And inviting them on a Sunday is one of the easiest things you can do. So I want to encourage you, don't be ashamed of church. Yeah, the music might not be always to your taste. The sermons may always be too long. But there's something here, isn't there, that actually brings you. If it brings you, it brings others. But how do we get to that point of having a conversation? How do we actually get to that point of inviting someone? So, let's look at Jesus. He's always the best place to start, isn't he? He is always the best place to look at to, in order to find out clues to what we can do. And the story that Joe read to us of Jesus and the Samaritan woman is a lovely story of evangelism. Not only does he lead this woman to faith, she then goes back to her village, if you read the story, and draws others to Jesus. It is a fantastic story of what attractive evangelism can be like. But what does Jesus actually do here? I want to bring out a number of different things. Uh, the first thing he does is he crosses boundaries. What did that woman say to him? Why do you ask me for water? You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. There's two things there. He crossed the boundary because, first of all, this woman was a Samaritan. And Jews did not associate with Samaritans. And also she was a woman. And men did not talk to women in public. So Jesus crosses a boundary. And you know what? There are lots of boundaries that we all need to cross when it comes to sharing our faith. It's not always that kind of socioeconomic kind of boundary that we see here. It's not always that kind of um, geographical boundary. Sometimes the boundary is simply your fear. It's simply your hesitation, your awkwardness. Hands up everyone who feels awkward about telling people about Jesus. If you've got your hand down, you're a liar. All right? <laughs> we all do. We all do. The first boundary we have to cross is our own awkwardness about this. Our own sense of, I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. None of us do. But God does. And the thing that helps us cross the boundary is trusting that in that conversation, that God is with you. 
And that God has placed you there, not by accident, but on purpose, because you are just the right kind of person to share something of the good news with that other person. And whether that other person is a long-time friend or family member or someone you've just met, you are there because God has put you there. And you don't have to feel awkward about it, because presumably, if they've known you for a long time, or a family member, you can assume they perhaps like you. And if they like you, they like the things that you like. And if they like the things that you like, then maybe they'll like Jesus. There are other boundaries we may have to cross, because let's face it, in, you know, in society, talking about things like religion can often seem difficult, frowned upon even. Politics is another one. You know, there are whole families who never talk about politics because the fighting it creates. There are people and families in Liverpool where you can't talk about football because there's a Liverpool supporter and an Everton supporter in the same family. You can't talk about it. That's the other kind of boundaries that we need to cross, that those kind of social boundaries. We need to, as one person said, be prepared to walk across a room, to get into a conversation and face the awkwardness of it, to cross the boundaries that are around all of us on this. And every boundary we face will make us feel awkward. And to some extent, that is just us and our own kind of sense of not being able to do this well, our own sense of insecurity. Some of it is simply the enemy sowing seeds of doubt in your mind about what you're able to do. Jesus crossed boundaries. The second thing he did was that he showed himself to be vulnerable. What did he do? He asked the woman for water. What a great place to start a conversation. Can you help me? What could you do for me? The thing that Christians get in their head about evangelism is, this is something that I want to do to, to you, to give it to you. But Jesus just sat there and asked, please can I have some water? In there he showed his vulnerability, he showed his authenticity. He wasn't there to browbeat someone into submission with the gospel. He just started from a place of vulnerability. And the one thing that really turns me off evangelism is seeing people on streets shout at walkers by saying, turn to Jesus. Jesus never did that. Jesus always started from a place of authenticity and reality and vulnerability. And that's where we start in this. If you think that by being arrogant in some way about what you know is going to be positive expression of the faith that you have in Christ, then you're sadly mistaken. We are always, as one person put it, simply beggars telling one beggar where to find bread. That's all we ever are. But we have this incredible faith that in Christ we have found something remarkable. We have found something incredibly beautiful in Christ that we want to share. But we share it in love. 
In uh, 1 Peter, Peter says this, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. That's how we approach this. If you are thinking about starting a conversation with someone about Jesus, then please do not think that you can do so from a place of, I know it all and I'm going to tell you what you need to know. It needs to be from a place of, this is something I've found and maybe, maybe it'll help you. We have to be gentle, more so now than at any other time, I think, in the history of the church. We have to be gentle, respectful, vulnerable, and real. So when you start that conversation, when you're thinking about, is this possibly a person I can talk to about Jesus? Then just start from a place of vulnerability. The next thing that Jesus did was he caught their attention. When you look at the story, he's, uh, he's asked for water, and then uh, he says this, uh, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would ask him and he would have given you living water. It's a kind of cryptic statement, isn't it? It's the kind of statement that invites a conversation. Because you can already imagine this woman thinking, what on earth is he talking about? Living water. What's that? What's that actually mean? He says something that draws her into a long conversation about faith. Now, being able to do that is an incredible gift. And this is Jesus, the Son of God, doing it. So, you know, let's try and not be hard on ourselves about it. But maybe you do have that kind of gift. But the thing you can always do is simply ask a question. Things like, how about, so what did you do at the weekend? Simple, honest, normal kind of question, isn't it? And then, of course, what does that person do eventually? What did you do? And you can say, I heard this terrible speaker who spoke for half an hour when he said he was going to speak for 15 minutes. But actually, in the midst of all that, I really experienced something of God. And then you start a conversation. Do you ever been to church before? Now, maybe that person wants to shut down the conversation, and that's entirely fine. But you've started it, you've initiated it, you've created an environment in which perhaps something significant can happen. Ask questions. If you're in the midst of a conversation, a normal conversation you're having, something comes up that is vaguely spiritual, take it a little bit deeper by asking a question. Be interested in their answer. If you've been reading the emails over the last few weeks, you will know that the most important thing in evangelism is not what you say. The most important thing is you listening well and looking for the correct time and place and opportunity to say something, to ask something, to create a leading question. The other thing you can do is to give them something, give them something to read. We've created this little tract here that is a simple, simple conversation starter. It is not meant to be the complete gospel. Why is it not meant to be the complete gospel? Because that comes out in conversation. 
That comes out with you telling your story. That's where it comes out. So this is a conversation start. It is not meant for you just to give out to everyone without being in any relationship with them. It's about this being used with people that you know and saying, we've got these in our church. Why don't you read it and tell me what you think? And if they say it's terrible, that's great. But at least they've read it. And if they say, it's kind of interesting, I'm not sure what it means. Say, well, why? What can I help you with? What did you get stuck on? Maybe say, well, it's really interesting. And then you've got a conversation. All of these are simple ways to start conversations. Maybe you give them something else, a book to read. Maybe you give them a presence that has significant meaning in some way. And you tell them what that meaning is. Or maybe you simply do something for them. You know, one of the things that uh, cafe church do every Sunday is when they're outside uh, and they're inviting people in, they just say, we just want to bless you. We've got free coffee, we've got free cake, and this is just us saying that God loves you. Do something that shows the compassion of Christ for them. And then what does Jesus do? He speaks to her need. Here is a woman who, on hearing about living water, becomes interesting because in some way Jesus knew that's what she needed. She needed to find life. This woman had been searching for life in all sorts of wrong ways. And he knew it could only be found in him. Because Jesus came that we might have life and life in all its fullness. And so he offers her the opportunity to draw near to life, to Christ. And he does that in a kind of conversational way, but also in a supernatural way. I don't know how he knew that this woman had been married before and had been with five other men and none of them were her husband. I don't know. I assume that he knew that supernaturally. And you have to assume that in any conversation you have, God will be at work and will reveal things to you or guide your conversation in a way that will open that person up so that you can continue the conversation at a deeper level. And then finally, Jesus moves her on her journey. The woman starts off by saying, you're a Jew. And then she says, you're a prophet. And then at the end she says, kind of questioningly, are you the Messiah? And that's all we're aiming to do in any conversation, is not get them from A to the end point of salvation in one simple conversation. You are moving people along step by step to get to that point where they think that Jesus is the Messiah. And if in any conversation, what all you've done is helped fill in the gaps as Beck uh, described a few weeks ago, then that is a result. That is a positive conversation. When I came to Christ, it was over a number of conversations, over a long period of time, where someone just tried to talk to me about Jesus time and time and time and time again, each time leading me on a little bit closer to him. 
And in any conversation you have, that's all you need to do. Just lead them on a little bit on their journey. I want to encourage you this week to start a conversation. In this week where you'll meet all sorts of people. You'll meet family, you'll meet friends, long-term friends maybe, more recent friends. You'll meet strangers. I want to encourage you this week to give yourself a challenge to have one conversation that is in some way, even vaguely, about Jesus. I want to encourage you to do that because unless we start doing this, no one will ever come to faith. They will remain ignorant about who Jesus is. And so let's start the conversation. Be intentional. Don't wait for others to do this. It has to be you. If it's not you, then who will it be?